Hi, this is Larry from the I Hate Anxiety podcast. First of all, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Second, if you are sick and tired of anxiety affecting your life and you are ready to seriously do something about it, then you need to check out my new online program called I Can Overcome Anxiety, the 30-Day Challenge. You can find a link in the show notes or by going to the I Hate Anxiety podcast Facebook page. The deadline for the first class is midnight, November 1st, 2020. So act now. If you hate anxiety and want to learn what you can do to get rid of it, then you're in the right place. I'm Larry Quicksall, a mental health therapist with 30 plus years in the field. I've spent the past decade specializing in helping those with severe anxiety disorders, and today I'm bringing my knowledge, insight, and experience to this podcast. My goal is simple, to help you escape the pain and frustration of anxiety so you can better enjoy your life. Thanks for joining me. Let's get started. Good morning. Today's topic, I guess the title would be, Don't Leave Me, I Need You. What we're going to look at today, <coughs> pardon me, is anxiety independency. Uh, and the dependency is not like chemical dependency. We're looking at dependency upon others. So basically, when we look at anxiety, we often talk about the fight or flight response. Uh, it's when there's adrenaline that is released and is to give our bodies the ability to either fight our way out of this life-threatening danger or to flee and, and take flight and be able to escape in that manner. <clears throat> well, there sometimes people will talk about fight, flight, or freeze. And I, the, the freeze I'm thinking of is different from what I'm going to talk about today. So I just want to kind of clear that up. The, I guess the way I would look at it would be, it's either fight or flight versus I can't escape. You see, for some folks, they develop a belief, a stuck point that's associated with anxiety that centers along the line of, if there is a life-threatening danger, which then kind of gets generalized into any kind of danger and then generalized more into any kind of uncomfortable situation, <clears throat> there is the, the belief that some people develop, which is, I can't escape. I can't fight. I can't flee. I'm, I'm stuck. I can't escape. And that is... A very overwhelming feeling. It's a very overwhelming belief when you cannot escape. <clears throat> you know, as I think back to, you know, psychology 101, you know, those intro to psych classes, a lot of times the uh, one of the topics that comes up is learned helplessness. And uh, with, with learned helplessness, the examples that are often given center around the idea of a person or an animal being abused and being unable to escape. So they just learn to take it and, uh, 
and they and they don't escape. I think you see this whenever you have people who have been abducted. Uh, if we're looking at like in the human trafficking arena, uh, you hear cases where people were not necessarily locked or chained, you know, into place that they did have a level of freedom, but they had already developed uh, this kind of learned helplessness, this belief that they can't escape. So what we're talking about here is not necessarily to those extremes, but it is a dependence on others for defense or escape. If I am in a situ- if I have this and I'm in a situation, I don't believe I can escape. So that ties into if there's a danger, I can't defend myself. I need somebody else to defend me. Or if I need to get out of here, I can't get out of here my, myself. I need somebody else to get me out of here. And a lot of times these beliefs are reinforced with, uh, you know, the uh, a heightened sense of anxiety, a panic attack, an adrenaline reaction, where they are feeling overwhelmed with the physical symptoms, often not understanding what those symptoms actually are. And their reaction is, I can't do anything. I'm, I'm frozen. I'm, I'm stuck. I can't get away. I can't get myself out of the situation. So what they do is they rely upon someone else. Now, there's a couple of disorders that come to mind <clears throat> where uh, you will see this kind of situation. Hold on a second. Let me kind of get some coffee here. Maybe that'll get that out of my throat. <clears throat> and those, those disorders are agoraphobia and social anxiety disorder, which used to be called social phobia. And just a real quick uh, description with agoraphobia, probably uh, some of the more common symptoms is where a person cannot go different places without having an escort, somebody that is with them. Somebody is there in case something happens. Because if they're by themselves, they are not going to be, they believe they're not going to be able to handle it. Now, some people, their home is their safe place, and they can be by themselves at home. It's getting out in public uh, or in situations they believe where escape would be difficult. Uh, that's where they, they need to have others. With social uh, anxiety disorder, uh, it's not so much they're afraid to leave the house. It's not so much that there's a wide variety of situations where they wouldn't be able to escape, but it's all it's it's mostly in the context of a social situation where they believe they could be scrutinized by others. And you know, while many of the folks that experience this particular disorder are able to escape from that situation, if a person has the belief that they can't then that's where they often will want to have somebody with them. They have to have their spouse, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, a parent, uh, a close friend. They have to have somebody there because if they get overwhelmed, they believe they cannot escape. They can't defend themselves. They can't escape. <clears throat> so what's, what's this companion? Well, generally, we tend to think of it as another person. This is a person who they rely upon. 
and it becomes it can become a very challenging relationship because there there is this uh, this need that the person with the anxiety believes they have and the other person a lot of times saying why can't they just do this on their own when i'm with them they're able to do it why can't they do it on their own and so there there can become that kind of tension now some folks the companion is not a person they choose to have a service animal or a an emotional support animal um, i generally refer to the emotional support animal as a pet but it can take on this this additional role of being a companion whenever they go places <clears throat> again the it's it's I guess you could say it's pacifying the stuck point that I can't escape. I am, you know, I'm dependent upon others for defense or escape. So, you know, what would be the problem with either of these? Well, there's going to be times when you're not able to have somebody with you. There's going to be times where you're not going to be able to have a support animal with you. I'm thinking of one particular case from a long time ago where the person was not able to go out or even stay at home by themselves, but they always had family members that lived in the home as well until finally the last family member moved out. Now the person was in a pickle. Now the person didn't have that escort that companion at home or for going out and that prompted the person to actually finally saying i got to get help because i can't do this by myself as i as i do now uh, so you know when we when we look at what is it that's that's the origin of this it really boils down to the two beliefs um, the, the idea that I can't do something by myself, whatever it is, I can't go out of my house. I can't stay at home. I can't go out in public settings. I can't be around other people. I can't, I can't, I can't. It's some variation of the, I can't belief. The other belief, the other stuck point is I need, I need my dog. I need a cat. I need you know, my, my friend, I need my parent, I need my spouse, I need my child, I need, I need, I need in order to be able to do it. I can't do it on my own. I need somebody else with me to be able to. And you see, can't and need are kind of extreme words. They're extremely powerful. I've always said can't is the most powerful word in the English language. Because you may be Superman, but if you believe you can't fly, you won't even try. And the need, so many times a need is not really something that has to be there. But if we believe it does, then we're kind of stuck. So what do you do? What do you do if you find yourself... As you know, what I'm describing is ringing a bell. What what do you do if you are wanting to move through this? Well, 
it boils down to the starting place is going to be correcting these two beliefs. You need to correct the beliefs. These beliefs, you need to prove to yourself that they're inaccurate and create a new belief that leads you in a path of recovery. So maybe you do that with a therapist. I would recommend one that is very familiar with cognitive processing therapy. It's a cognitive approach that is very effective in changing beliefs, whether they're based in trauma or not. Um, that, that would be a good starting place. Um, if you are, uh, have maybe done therapy in the past, uh, you've got some of the different issues worked out and you really just need kind of more of a, how do I do this approach? And you, you can do those kind of things on your own. Then maybe, uh, what you need is, is, well, I'm just going to toss out the commercial. Um, the, uh, the program that I've put together uh, is uh, that I'm making available on the internet is uh, I can overcome anxiety, the 30 day challenge. And it, one of the parts of it is dealing with how do you identify these kind of false, inaccurate beliefs, what we call stuck points. And then what do you do about it? How do you change these beliefs? How do you prove to yourself that they're not accurate and true? Then how do you go about changing those beliefs and then getting that installed into you so that you actually believe it and can start putting it into practice? There may also be along with this certain triggers. Maybe it's the crowd becomes a trigger. Maybe it's the door going in or out of the door of your house is the trigger. Maybe it is being out in open spaces. Uh, you know, maybe it is, you know, the, uh, groups of people over a certain size or volume of noise. There can be a variety of different triggers. And sometimes those triggers will activate this whole sequence. And so in that case, what we need to do is reprogram those triggers. Uh, they're involved with the release of adrenaline and the, uh, there's a little structure in the brain that I've talked about on previous podcasts called the amygdala. And sometimes we have to retrain the amygdala to realize this trigger is not a threat. It isn't. And so there's a process that again, I cover in the course, uh, we spend several days working on that. So you learn how to identify triggers, dissect them, create an action plan, and then implement it so as you can deactivate the triggers so they're not always activating your adrenaline. They're not always in your face. So, well, that is what I didn't think I was going to go this long. So, <laughs> but that's it for the topic of don't leave me. I need you. Now, if you are interested in this uh, program I'm doing, uh, today is uh, Halloween, uh, the 31st of October, 2020. And so if you are, if you think you're ready and you would like to jump on board our first class of this, uh, I Can Overcome Anxiety, the 30-Day Challenge, if you look in the show notes, you will see a link that will take you to uh, the website where the course is located. You can look over the different topics. I've got a couple of videos introducing the different things. And along with the link is a 50% discount on this 30-day uh, program. So you can, if you are ready to start, you can go ahead. Now the deadline 
is midnight tomorrow, November 1st. Because the next day, we start the first uh, first run of this class. The next one will be offered in January of 2021. But if you want to get on board, if you are ready, go to the show notes, click on that link, and uh, learn more about the program. That's it for today. Have a great one. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. The I Hate Anxiety podcast is for educational purposes only. And while I am a therapist, this podcast is not counseling or therapy. If you need counseling or therapy, seek out the services of a licensed professional in your area. And if you are in crisis, call the Crisis Call Center at 1-800-273-8255 or dial 911 or your local emergency number or go to your local emergency room.